we are going to be doing a choose your own adventure game tonight. Yeah. Called the War with the Evil Power Master. Ooh. And uh, that is going to be the the next part of this episode. So make sure that you tune in for that in part two of tonight's episode. Make good choices. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. The goal is to uh, make it around all of the different planets, or at least make it around enough planets that we can discover the secret base of the evil Power Master. So the Power Master is waging a war on the galaxy. You'll discover a little bit more about that as the adventure goes on. And each of these planets has a value. Your point is to do this, is basically to get enough signal that you can track down the evil Power Master before he does damage in the galaxy. So. Liz, you are Commander Chen. Commander Chen is a 22-year-old captain. He's a commander. He's the primary unit commander for the Lacunian system Rapid Force. Jackie, you are a Martian named Flipdo. Flipdo. I'm a flip. Charlotte, you are a congresswoman named Tara. Heck yeah. And Nick, you are a robot named Dante. Lucky. And uh, I have the card of the evil power master, who is the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. So um, as this story goes on, um, I'll I'll read it and then I'll cue you guys. Some of the actions will be done by um, rolling dice. Some of them you'll you'll notice on your cards, each of you guys have uh, different little icons that represent your character's particular strengths. Yeah. So if we face a challenge that requires perception or something like that, then you want to make sure that we have the person that uh, has the best perception is the one that takes that challenge on. Okay. Now, um, when a challenge happens, if your character faces it, you'll see on the top of your card it says active or inactive. If you are actively involved in the story, you can keep active on there. Once you have done a challenge, you flip your card over to inactive and you can't play again until everybody's taken a turn and then we reset them all. So everybody has to um, be active or inactive at one time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now we will start with this. Um, you'll Each of these planets have a different value. You want to get your value if you complete the planet's quests. We flip it over and you get the amount of points that are underneath it and we move that signal up. So you want, by completing quests, you're getting a better signal of where the evil Power Master is hiding. You want to get this to 25, and uh, if you do that, you discover the evil Power Master's hidden planet. While you are doing that, he is also doing evil things. This is your signal tracker here. He's also doing evil things, so his is going up too. So it's going to be who is going to be the first to uh, get to 25. So uh, hopefully it'll be pretty self-explanatory. Um, you guys will be playing your characters, and I've given each of you guys a starter item. Uh, just pass those down. This adds to your... Um, th- this could be a one-time thing. It could be something your character uses forever. You can go ahead and look at it now. But that is your starting item. And uh, the game begins at the Lacunian Congress. And now, choose your own adventures, the war with the evil Power Master. 
the evil power master is back. Shouts Commander Chen to his green screen, green skin Martian friend Flipto. And he's still doing his evil thing. Chen hands Flipto a message that just came to rapid force command from the remote sector of the vast Lacunian system. The news is grim. Sudden total destruction of planet Marzina, Sector 314789. Evil Power Master claims responsibility. Have a nice day. Flipto crumbles the paper message in his three-fingered fist, his usual Martian self-control replaced by anger. Flipto declares... Drat! (laughs) Flipto elaborates... We both knew he would be back doing his evil thing. (laughs) Uh, They had hoped they destroyed him during the Purple Days War. So many lives have been lost and so much carnage, so much purple. The Rapid Force officers sit in silence, remembering how the evil Power Master rallied the renegade planets that were denied entrance into the Lacunian System Alliance and led them in a rebellion. His powers were strong, Chen noted. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This, This improv is not... No, this is great. This is great. Flipto reminds Chen that he has a responsibility that I guess she Flipto reminds Chen that she has a responsibility to lead this crew. You have a responsibility to lead this crew. <laughs> Flipto called decided to call all the unit commanders to meet. Come. And Chen said, "What should we do about this?" <laughs> Chen and Flipto lead the other unit commanders into the Lacunian Congress. Countless voices filled the great hall, speaking hundreds of languages. The dread in their eyes is clear. Every conversation is about the evil power master doing a new, evil thing. Chen meets with Tara, the congressional spokesperson. Tara is respected for her firmness and wisdom in Congress and for being a fierce veteran of the Purple Days War. Tara commented on the evil power master. This is absolutely unacceptable. (laughs) Before Chen can reply, the Great Hall is silenced by a booming, metallic voice. It is the voice of the evil Power Master. Gasp. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very pragmatic. (laughs) Give up, fools! Your time has come! Marzina is just a taste of my power! Give me total control of the system, or more planets will perish! including Haymog, Aruth, and Earth. You have three days to comply. The hall erupts in chaos, with representatives from across the Lacunian system all rushing to contact their homeworlds. Rapid Force is on their own now. But Terra is smiling. She says, We can handle him. Chen is confused, but he trusts Tara. She saved her butt more than once during the war, and she'd like to continue to keep her butt intact. Tara takes Chen and Flipto to a computer room where her one-eyed, one-eyebrow droid, Dante, sits in front of a console. Dante has good news for them that they may be able to track down the evil Power Master's message. Dante said He bounced his location through the various planets, but I think we can track him down. 
Flipto looks at the readouts and says that the signal is too weak to pinpoint his location. Yeah, what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Chen is frustrated by this news. (laughs) Chen says this is going to be an impossible mission. This is going to be an impossible mission. Flipto shoots Chen a side eye, (laughs) saying... Duh. (laughs) (laughs) But Terra decides to rally the troops and say... Come together, troops. Flipto's forehead wrinkles. Knowing that we had to visit the planets where the evil power master has been, Flipto decides that they that, that she can use the data to design an algorithm to boost the signal. Terra realizes that that means... That means that we can get him now. Yes. So, Chen, taking Flipto, decides that they're going to get in the ship and go. But Terra says, you're not going without me. Absolutely not. I must come with you. And? Can I join too? Absolutely. (laughs) Let's skedaddle. Because four heads are better than two and 18 arms are better than four. I I don't have any arms. (laughs) (laughs) But you got one eyebrow. And uh, And so so at this point, we are going to determine the starting planet by rolling the die two times. We'll leave that up to Commander Chen. We have a five. And we have a one. So we are starting on the planet Cromer. So move the ship to the planet Cromer here. And we are now on our space journey. (laughs) (laughs) The technicolor swirl of interstellar hyperlight travel is giving way to the void of space when something hits the side of the ship. Crash! (laughs) Lurching it portward, all four crew members fall to the floor. Dante, fearing that he would immediately be blamed, cries out, it wasn't me, guys. <laughs> he grabs many levers and knobs and, and uh, around Flipto, who's piloting the ship. Flipto slaps Dante's arms off the steering wheel. I, I almost actually did slap Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Flipto maniacally turns various knobs and flips several levers to get the ship, the Fizzlet, back on track. Dante slowly reaches an arm out to turn one knob that Flipto doesn't see, and the ship rights itself. Dante's single brow drops into a distinct glower towards Flipto. Flipto's two eyebrows respond with equal glower. <laughs> Chen, what was that? What was that impact? What happened? Chen decides. We gotta do something about that. What do you think it was, Chen? I think it was some kind of hard metal object. <laughs> Maybe an attack. Maybe an attack. Uh, Chen leaps forward and flips the alarm switch. Silence wail. (laughs) And bathe the bridge in red. Ready the cannons. Tara stands up, having habitually answered to cannon. (laughs) Chen says, calls to battle stations. Let's go. Battle stations. (laughs) Autobots move out. But Tara is reminded of a scene from an old movie called Titanic and realizes that we're not under attack, but in fact we have hit... An iceberg! The view screen shows an image of a floating glacier. An agitated worker in an orange spacesuit waves two glowing sticks in the universal go-around <laughs> gesture as he bobs weightlessly and looks into a nearby mining vessel. Oh! They realize they must be near the ice mining operations of the moon Atlan. Flipto tells what what she knows about Atlan. Absolutely nothing. 
Flipto is not as helpful as you would want <laughs> your Martian to be. But Chen thinks that maybe this would be the perfect place for popsicles. Or for popsicles. <laughs> it's actually pretty accurate. It's very cold there. I take it back. I do know one thing. And you know who loves popsicles? The evil power master. <gasps> That's true. No. So perhaps this place is where the evil power master was hiding. Terra, unbelievable, points at their planet of destination, Kroner, a jade planet encircled by white rings. The, she knows that the Empress's security force is legendary. If anyone can lead them, uh, has a lead on the evil power master, it would be them. But Flipto ponders out loud that on Rhea, uh, that in Rhea City, on Kroner, there are good snack bars. Flipto loves snacks. I do love snacks. But the planet is nothing but a sea of hydrogen. Flipto knows that this means danger. Yeah, I don't think any of us can breathe in hydrogen, can we? Yeah. It also explodes. And one wrong move, they knew they'd be lost for days. But there wouldn't be any more days if they don't find the evil one's base. So, do you follow the mining vessel to Atlan, or do you head to Rhea to find the Empress? Who makes the decision? Collectively? Sure. Talk it out. I think that we should go to the Empress. I was thinking the Empress I was as thinking well. the Empress. I agree. One eye, one eyebrow? One eye got bro. you? Yes. All right, we're going to the Empress. Three eyebrows are in this. All right, we are moving <laughs> ahead to story card three. Cutting through the clouds of Kroner, the ship skims the hydrogen sea, pointed towards Rhea. Suddenly, massive, fast-moving waves roll across the horizon, the crests <gasps> dotted with thorny aliens on long boards. Giant flytrap surfers. Shen, Chen says that we need to pull up. We need to get their surf gear. <laughs> but Flipto warns Chen against it. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yes, it's literally all hands on deck as Dante lets appendages fly to address the chaos, jockeying to take over the steering wheel from Flipto, changing the radio to the Druvian Polka Station, and placing a coaster under Tara's drink. We, we now we now go to data card number five because data card number five gives us a challenge with the flytrap surfers. Data card number five, a sensor hack. Its circuits are rerouted through the sensor hack. The autopilot will now randomly select evasive maneuvers during space battles. So we need someone who has, to, if we do this, we get a sensor hack. If we don't, we lose this challenge. So I need someone who has navigational abilities. Which one does that one look like? The steering wheel. It's the steering wheel part. It's piloting. Yes, I have that. All right. So, do you choose to uh, to to try to pilot through this thing then, Dante, or do you choose to not use your ability in this instance? I choose to try. Okay. So he tries and he succeeds. So now you are inactive, but you do have this sensor hack. So later on, you can use this to add one to your navigational abilities. Ooh. And anybody on the team can use that as you see fit. The ship weaves among the riders who salute to Dante with the hang-loose gesture. Eventually, the sea calms a gnarly situation avoided with some truly tubular flying. A beep indicates that the fizzlet is nearing Rhea, and they dive beneath the ocean's surface. Go to card number 10. Rhea. 
Kroner's capital city is a shimmering bubble suspended in the sea. As the crew disembarks, a speckled, frog-like official approaches. Her name tag reads, Ribitella. I love it. <laughs> All right, now we need diplomacy. Who wants to be the diplomat to navigate with Ribitella? I think it should be Tara. Should I be. would love to. All right, Tara, you have diplomacy. So you have influenced Ribitella in a positive way. We can raise the signal tracker by two and continue on. So we are that much closer to finding the evil power master. Continued Heck on back. Yeah. Speak Chen down, demands okay. that they see the Empress. We need to see the Empress. She blinks first horizontally, then vertically, taps at her computerized tablet in silence for a full minute. Dante's eyes narrow. Tara impatiently shouts... Could you hurry up, please? Ribitella holds up one long suction cup finger and scans the screen. Chen throws her hands up in exasperation. Whoa, just take it easy, man. Finally, she looks up. Sorry, my friend ordered moth wings, but the delivery guy brought fly wings, and she's allergic. <laughs> now, what was your problem? Chen is not having this. I'm not having this. Oh, right, the empress... Uh, she's super busy, cause she's, uh, an empress, but you can totally wait. Uh, you can also see the security undersecretary right now. His schedule is way clearer. Do you want an audience with the empress, which will require waiting, or do you want to go see the undersecretary right now? I say let's go to the undersecretary and work our way up. I was going to say go straight to the empress, yo. I was thinking go straight to the empress. Maybe there's a way we can just okay. kind of bypass the system. Let's do it. We have chosen to wait for the empress. Dropping onto woven kelp couches outside the throne room, the crew waits and waits and waits. Hours tick by. Dante and Flipto play I Spy, but the solution to every round is kelp. Chen runs out of credits to give Flipto for the vending machine. Tara completes the crossword in a 47-year-old Star People magazine. Finally, the door opens, revealing a lovely and leafy creature. She ripples her fins and speaks. Her benevolence, Empress Animos, she who travels the divine current will see you now. An immense throne of living coral dotted with luminescent plankton dominates the room. The empress floats above the seat as her sinuous, rainbow-colored tail undulates. Gentle currents to you, swimmers of the star sea, she says in a melodious voice. Okay, maybe not my most melodious <laughs> voice. Her eyes turn lovingly towards Chen. I shall aid you in your quest to defeat the evil power master, he who muddies pure waters. Chen is very appreciative. Well, it's about time. We believe he hides in the camp forest, the Empress says. Today, a weapon disrupted the currents in that area. We suggest you investigate. The elevator opens and the crew returns to their ship. She was delightful. <laughs> she was undulating. The ship plunges into the crystal clear sea. Patches of colorful seaweed become a dense jungle of kelp. They dive deeper, fronds rolling across the view screen like an undersea car wash. Through the waving strands, they spy a metallic structure, but before they can pull closer, the ship lurches to a halt. 
Dante slams a fist against the steering wheel and exclaims... What was that? <laughs> three, the three bipeds of the crew, meaning not Dante, uh, pull on scuba gear and they swim out to take a look, only to find the ship cocooned in kelp. What? They, Delicious. They begin... <laughs> they Martians. They began ripping hunks off of it, off of the ship. Suddenly, the kelp braids together and ensnares Chen, Terra, and Flipto. Gasp. They don't have a chance to do anything, not even to say something awesome like, I did not see weed that coming, <laughs> before they're under attack by dozens of kelp tentacles. To win, we need dexterity. Which one's dexterity? It's the little swirly thing. I have it. I have minus. Oh, I have it. You have it? Yes. All right. So we use your dexterity yes. to escape. Let's do it. Are you sure? Why are you? I'm just asking. Her? Yes. Okay. Of course. She's sure. She's in it. All right. We have raised the dexterity. Here we go. Raise the signal tracker by one. We are a little bit closer. Yes. And draw this card number seven. You now have a sonic ray gun. Sick. Right that on. you have acquired right from on. that. Pew, pew. Having defeated the kelp with a little help and barely a yelp, the crew reaches the, crew reaches the, pl the place that is the base for the evil disgrace out to destroy space. Once inside the empty base, Flipto recovers the logs from the wiped computers, revealing that a ship launched mere minutes ago. Chen finds a rhinestone belt buckle, which could have only come from the evil Power Master. We are going to turn over the disc on this planet and raise the signal tracker by the amount shown, which is five. If any character has one or more of the following data, raise the tracker an additional amount shown. Does anybody have data card number two? Nope. 79? No, you don't. So we are going to move this thing up. One, two, three, four, five squares, and you are well on your way. And that's a good thing, right? And that is a good that's thing. Awesome. That means that you are now almost halfway to finding the evil power master. Sick. Now we have to choose another planet. Now remember, when you do travel to other planets, time does elapse, and that means that the evil power master gains in his evil. So you can travel to evil. a close by planet, and it will raise his amount too of his evil meter. Or you can choose a further away planet, uh, which the longer you travel, the higher his danger goes. So you can choose. Uh, Chen, you're the commander here. We have the Void of Nido. We have Aruth, Hamog, Lacus, Silica, Fallup, Proxima, Centauri, or Earth. Earth is boring. Let's do... Let's see. Let's go to my birth my birthplace. Let's go to Lacus. All right. We are traveling to Lacus. That is plus two and plus two. We are now on Lacus, and the evil power master's power goes up to four. And here we are on Lacus. Lacus. Landing on Lacus, the crew enters the rapid force base to discuss their next move. An exhausted Chen drops in her chair as Terra paces back and forth. Flipto pounces on a Kroner crunch bar crunch. while Dante noisily fidgets, fidgets with the gear on Chen's desk. Free item, draw card 118. Whoa. We got free stuff coming up at us. I like Always free stuff. Free stuff. Gratis. gratis stuff. All right, there we go. Pull it off the desk. What do we have, Nick? Dante? A high-range digital optical and audio monitoring device used for secretly observing conversations. Ooh. Could be useful. Suddenly, 
Dante relays a message from the evil power master telling us the, the, the crew that they need to give up for their time has come. Guys, I just heard some uh, a secret message from the evil power master. He says that we have no chance and we should give up. <gasps> oh, no dare he. way. But Tara tells Dante to turn off the message. Turn this nonsense off. And Chen is bothered by this message. How dare he say that to my face? Something something is, is causing Chen to pay attention to this as if there's something off about the message. There's something there. There, there. There's a secret message he said with that. Flipto has no idea what's going on. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but Chen's, Chen beckons the crew to follow her because she has a hunch. Guys, I don't know, but come with me. I have an idea. Commander Chen leads the group outside of Rapid Force headquarters across the Klingda River into the heart of the city. You remember the terrorist who blackmailed Congress for 300 million Laconian dollars? Indeed. Flipto remembers that they hijacked an intergalactic tra Lacunian transport during the Purple Days War, and Chen nods. I think the voice in their ransom message and the one in the Evil Power Master's ultim ultimatum are the same. <gasps> they realized that as they enter into a 40-story spherical building overlooking the river, the terrorist hideout had been on the top floor years ago. After taking the shuttle stairway to the 40th floor, Dante extends a digital lockpick from his head and opens the door. The room is dark except for a flickering light at the far end. Flipto realizes they're not alone. We are not alone. They cross the room, and as they draw close to the light, the crew finds it's a computer monitoring monitor flashing a familiar message. Give up, fools. Your time has come. Marzina is just a taste of my power. Tara recognizes that. I recognize that. That's the message that they sent to Congress. She realizes that if it's playing, that it was... Wow, it's been sent from here. Chen knows that they need to find out what's on this computer, so we've got to hack it. Who has the ability of perception? That me. You have it? You want to hack the computer? Sure. All right. Hack that thing, girl. Attempting to hack the computer, and you are successful. So I give you card. I'm in. We draw data card 109. <laughs> I just have to go through the thing. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hacking the computer reveals the evil Power Master's plan for taking over Congress after it capitulates under his demands. Unit 3, Possess Great Hall. Unit 2A, Waylay Congressional Security. Unit 2B, Access Computer Control Center. Unit 4, Seize Food Distribution. Unit 5, Occupy Information Center. Unit 1, Neutralize Rapid Force. That's you guys. You're Rapid Force. <laughs> Commander Chen realizes they're so confident in their success, they must have hundreds of renegades on Lacus already. Or close by, Flipto adds. Terra believes they should report this to Congress. We should absolutely report this to Congress. So? Immediately. She tells them to grab the computer. Grab the computer. Dante's head opens up and extends several arms, but then he <laughs> hesitates. He sees something odd. Guys, what is that? He I believe it's the, the arms coming out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a pattern that Dante sees in there, like some kind of a... There's, there's some kind of repeating pattern in this... I think there's a hidden secret message. That's right. <laughs> in, in this. Chen is unsure of what Dante is talking about, but that's pretty normal. 
I'm unsure what you're talking about, but that's pretty normal. <laughs> Dante needs further evaluation. Guys, let me look at this any further. So, who has perception? Does anybody still have perception? Yeah, We've all gone, now. so we can flip our cards over, right? Is there, everybody's gone? Yeah. Oh, oh. All right, then we're back, so we need perception. That. Which one's perception? The eyeball? The eyeball, the eyeball, yeah. I have negative perception. Okay, I, so it's not you. I think I'm the only one with perception. You want to do it? Pluses. Yeah. All right. If you do that, then we will raise your signal tracker by one, and we will draw a data card. One, one, one. One. And we'll see. Vault 111. All right. It seems odd that the numbers on the plan are out of order and that there's an extra N in neutralize. I noticed that. I thought it was a typo on the card. <laughs> Taking the first letter of the first word in each step uh, and the extra N spells out a strange word. Poisson nun. Poisson nun. Like fish? P-W-A-S-O-N-N. Could that be it? Let's continue the story. I thought he was trying to say croissant. Same. I was getting Carl. <laughs> croissant. Which I'm pretty sure is French for fish. Tara has no idea. She's trying to remember. Does Do you know this word anywhere, Tara? I recognize it from somewhere. She has no idea what it means, though. I have no idea what it means, But though. then Chen remembers the Poisson Research Facility. Guys, I remember the Poisson Research Facility. It's not French. <laughs> it is now. It is. It's just my accent. <laughs> well, of course you remember it because you used to work there with Flipto, and Flipto remembers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dante raises an eyebrow. Chen remembers exactly where this uh, Poisson facility is. My only eyebrow. It's on, it's, guys, it's on a remote island. It's, the word is island. <laughs> I am, I am Poisson is on an Iceland. I am, I am Lacusian, and that's my Lacusian <laughs> accent. <laughs> All right, Flipto gets excited. Let's go. Yeah, let's freaking go. But Tara, Tara says no. No. We Why? can't just go. We have to report this first. Tara wants to take the information back to the Congress. So, do we go to the Poisson <laughs> Research Facility? Or do we report the story to Congress first? Maybe we go to Poisson. Uh, no, let's go to Poisson. We've been there before. Well, I've Both been there Congress. before. I've not been there. Um, and I say we need to go to Congress. Why do we need to go to Congress? Because I'm a Congresswoman. No, but that's my like, job. That's no fun. The evil power master. We don't want to waste time going to Congress. I vote Poisson. Kick, kick down Poisson. Doors. Okay, we're going to Poisson. Oh, this is not going to look good <laughs> on my job description. <laughs> Tara, or it's going to look great Tara, for re-election. Tara, really, really concerned about her resume here. <laughs> As they go to Poisson here, uh, Tara is, is is surprised. This is a fish facility. She's never seen anything like this before. I've never seen anything like this before. Well, Chet explains that the Poisson Island was home to a sea farm that raised 100-foot-long fish for food in the days before protein-modified hydroponics became more profitable to feed large populations. After that, right. the facility turned to research on marine intelligence and communication. Flipto reminds that that Chen and, and she were sent to monitor fish communications before they entered the Rapid Force, after the Zondo Quest Group debacle. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. oh, true. Dante beeps and whirs for a moment. Beep. <laughs> but only for a moment. <laughs> Just for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and realizes that there are still crew, there's still a research crew remaining, a small research crew. Well, Tara considers this. If the <laughs> evil Power Master's minions are controlling the facility, they're going to see you guys coming, and they're going to run. 
So, how do we get in without being noticed? Send in the droid. <laughs> it's we not the options? droids you're looking for. No. How would you sneak into a marine research place, a marine biology research place, without being noticed? Just through the water. Let's dress up as marine biologists. We have to grab the kelp. <laughs> oh, Let's dress up reasonable. like a fish. Dante, Dante makes a suggestion that we can dress up like marine biologists who love fine food and who are interested in their research. So Chen suggests instead that we just sneak onto the island and spy on the facility. Either way, they're going to need an unmarked ship. So where are we going to get an unmarked ship? Who has diplomacy? All right. Tara, you want to get us a ship? Let's do it. Let's get the uh, ship. All right. We're raising the signal tracker by two. Oh, yeah. And we're going to continue below. If you want to infiltrate Poisson, Poisson by dressing up as marine biologists, which Dante suggested, then uh, we'll move forward in one way. If you spy on Poisson, as Chen suggested, we'll go another way. We're going to infiltrate or spy? Infiltrate. Let's go. Let's just go for it. We've come this far, guys. I don't know about this. Ooh, I've been here before. This is some high security stuff. Mm. But they're dumb. But y'all decided that you're you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna infiltrate. You said infiltrate or spy? Yeah, infiltrate. All right. I guess I'm tagging along. Commander Chen raids the Rapid Force locker room and finds several unadorned blue-green jumpsuits to wear as disguises. (laughs) Dante (laughs) busts out his 3D printer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and prints name tags for the jumpsuits and one for himself. Tara actually approves. I actually do approve. And they all board the civilian seat jet that uh, Flipto procured. No one is going to suspect a thing. They fly towards the remote island of Poisson, Poisson. And, <laughs> and pull up to the facility docks. Nearby, a middle-aged man and a young man and woman are rolling up some nets. Security droids hover nearby. Chen jumps off the seat's pontoons and offers him a hand. Hey, guys. You know, do you want help? Sure. We're always shorthanded here, the older man says, a smile creasing his sunburnt face. I'm Dave. What brings you out here? Now, who has diplomacy? Charlotte. Charlotte already went. Charlotte already went. Which one's diplomacy? The handshake. I don't have. Oh, I have a plus one on diplomacy. I do not have. All speech right. delightful because I have a minus one on diplomacy. Dante, you want to use your diplomacy? Yes. All right, then we are raising the signal tracker one more. You are getting closer to the evil power master. Tara steps in front of Chen and shakes Dave's hand vigorously. She explains that they're marine biologists for the planet Corbinopolis. We are marine biologists from the planet Carbonaceous. And her, her cover story. Excellent accent. Her cover story about why they're there on fish business is something along the lines of. Well, you see, we decided to come here to monitor the fish and the, their business, <laughs> <laughs> and therefore we wound up on this place with with you, Sir Dave. <laughs> Dave Dave laughs. Come with us, he says. It's late. We can talk over dinner. And clearly you're disoriented from your travels. (laughs) We're here on fish business. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? The meal goes well. Dave, the lead researcher, and his two assistants, Jose and Louise, seem quite normal and even friendly. Perhaps there's nothing suspicious going on here after all. Near the end of the meal, a loudspeaker blares. Reports coming in. Repeat. Reports now coming in. 
Dave pulls out a data pad and glances at it. A harsh look crosses his face as he shows the data pad to Jose and Louise. The assistants gasp. I'll take care of this, says Dave, forcing a smile. You two entertain our guests. He rushes out of the room. Tara realizes that that sounds important. Oh no, that sounds important. She drops her napkin on her plate. Chen pushes her hair- chair back from the table and says, uh, we should be, uh... Um, you know, this was great, but we, 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 need, a, we need a jet. Uh, even Flipdo chimes in trying to cover story with, uh... We just, yeah, my watch is uh, telling me we gotta go. So Flipto stands, stretches, and burps contentedly. Why was that so cute? That was so adorable. (laughs) Suddenly, Jose and Louise are holding laser pistols. (gasps) Get in here! Louise calls into a communicator to the security droids. Louise from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. (laughs) Jutri, I'm going nowhere, says Jose. Uh It's not the droid you're looking for. But Dante reminds that it's not just the three of them. I'm here too, guys. (laughs) And he shows up behind Jose and Louise. The droid extends a stunner and zaps both assistants. They crumble to the floor as alarms blare throughout the facility. All right. Uh, Do we have diplomacy? Mm. I think we've used all our diplomacy. All right. If you have no diplomacy, we have to draw a losing card. (gasps) No. We will see what happens when you. Negative one. That's the opposite of help. The opposite of help. My speech skill is not. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, When do our negatives come into play? Do they? Sometimes. Okay. Security droids eventually surround the crew. The group defeats the droids and rushes outside just in time to see Dave board a Delta Wing ship. and blast off. Behind them, the facility self-destructs. No! The end. Raise the EPM meter by three. I told you guys we needed to spiral. Discard this disc and choose a new planet. Darn you, Chen. We should have listened. I told you guys. No one listens to me. All right, so choose your planet. You got Haymog right next to you, Silica right next to you, the Void of Nero. Chen, where are we going? Do you want to do Earth, guys? Sure. Eight points. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. We're going to go to Earth. That's a two and a two. So now you're on Earth, and the evil power masters thing goes up four points. Evil power master is now at 11. You guys are at 13 for your signal tracker, and we are on Earth. Flipto has no desire to go to Earth and has no problem vocalizing that. Yeah, I don't want to go. Chen, are you sure? I don't want to go here either. But my gut says we have to. Chen opens the equipment locker and pulls out three vacuum-sealed Enviro suits. Flipto the Martian frowns. Frown. Acknowledging that no one has set foot on Earth for years. No one's been here for years. But Chen realizes that if no one's been there, then it would be the perfect place. It's the perfect place for evil Power Master. So they set course. Dante's mechanical arms punch in the coordinates and the fizzlet rumbles. The stars outside spin and twist in a spiraling swirl, a sight that always makes Flipto think of frozen yogurt. But the Martian isn't licking her lips this time. Terra, Flipto says, your people abandon this world for a reason. Yeah, your people abandon this world for a reason. Yeah, great job. 
But all of those records were lost during the Purple Day War, Terror retorts. Earth may have been the evil Power Master's hideaway since those violent, violent days. Flipto shakes her head, but puts on the Enviro suit anyway. Within minutes, the ship emerges into real space. A green and blue globe spins below them. Dante executes a perfect landing in a forest clearing. Scanners indicate residual radiation. Dante warns them. There's a, there's a residual radiation from the Purple Wars. So, so they should be prepared for anything. Be careful. Yes. Suit up, guys. The four crew members exit the fizzlet into a lush green forest with trees higher than the skyscrapers on Lacuse. For a moment, everyone simply listens. No droning traffic, no static from neon billboards, no rumble of passing starships. Chen looks puzzled. I expected more. I don't know. Ruins? Pollution? Flipto frowns, realizes that looks like nature has reclaimed everything. Just then, the bushes before them shake. (gasps) And a man steps out. Not a man. He's slouched over with long hair and a heavy brow, and he holds a crude club in his hand and wears a leopard skin tunic. The man takes one look at the crew and runs screaming back into the woods. After a moment of stunned silence, Tara says, Well then. What do you, what did she think it was? Was that a man? (laughs) It was more than a man. It was a A human. (laughs) Wearing a leopard skin tunic and holding a club. It was a caveman it was a caveman (laughs) flipto frowns and checks his chrono watch again maybe there was a malfunction with the hyperdrive flipto wants to know not where they are but when when they are (laughs) howdy a voice comes from behind them oh no everybody turns and sees that another man has emerged from the other side of the clearing this one rides a horse and wears a plaid shirt he tips his 10-gallon hat to the crew and smiles. Y'all looking for something? No one knows what to say. Flipto frowns and checks her chrono again. The cowboy shrugs and spurs his horse riding back into the trees. Tara realizes this might be a trick. This might be a trick. Chen instinctively removes her helmet and confirms that she can breathe in the Earth's atmosphere. So brave, Chen. So we have two different men, both going off in different directions. Who does our crew follow? The caveman or the cowboy? Cowboy. I feel like the cowboy is civilized, so the cowboy is going to lead us to um, a civilized group of people who will be able to communicate with us more clearly. Yeah, that was my thought was communication. I don't know, but I feel like the cavemen know nature and they know like what's good and what's bad nah. and i feel like when it comes to finding the evil power master like i feel like he's hiding somewhere where only cavemen know where to find him but like that's if it's, fair if it's a trick though and cowboys know nature too they live in it see battle we <laughs> <laughs> we need a we need a decision I vote cowboy. Cowboy. Cowboy's a little bit more uh, interesting than the caveman based on the surroundings. I kind of want to go to the caveman. I feel like I trust him. I don't trust the caveman. Let's do cowboy. So lame. 
Dante leads the crew south along the cowboy's most likely course. The trees start to thin out after 20 minutes and the sun beats down as shade recedes. Chen begins to regret wearing this heavy rapid force uniform. Can't believe I wore this. <laughs> Flipto's, Flipto describes how it reminds her of Martian winter. Yeah, could be colder. The path leads you to a majestic cliff when suddenly three riders on black horses stampede into the path, cutting you off. The lead rider pulls out a wicked six-shooter. <gasps> Stop right there, the lead rider shouts through a bandana. Tara declares... Why? <laughs> <laughs> the bandit says, empty out your pockets, unless you're hankering for a sudden case of lead poisoning. Flipto gives Chen a look. They're not about to lose everything they found to some ill-mannered miscreants. So, do we have someone that has dexterity here? I have it. You got it? Mm-hmm. Flip your card, and we will see what happens. Next. This would have never happened if we follow the caveman. Could have been worse with the caveman. Could you imagine? Could have died. Dunk. <laughs> you are quick on the draw, and the bandits drop dead. One of the lead bandits' coat rolls out of the out of the the lead bandits' coat rolls a green and orange dinosaur egg, <gasps> the size, shape, and color of a really gross grapefruit. That is gross. Who Wait, used the dexterity? That was That's Liz. you. You Liz. get the dinosaur egg. With the bandits dead, the forest returns to silence. A voice comes from behind them. Well, that was some darn fine shooting. It's the cowboy. Where are y'all folks from? Chen says. Lacoose. Well, I never heard of no ranch named Lacoose before. I mean, I guess it seems about right. What can I help y'all with? Tara squints. Was this man watching while the bandits attacked the crew? If you want to ask the cowboy about the evil power master, or do you choose not to trust the cowboy and scale the cliff? I don't trust him. I don't trust him. him. Don't he trust could be he, seems he could be working with the sketch. power master. Mm. Mad sketch, yo. We don't want to we don't we don't want to tell people our business, you know. All right. The cliff is almost a sheer rock and goes straight up. Maybe some of the crew could scale it, but Flipto's skinny limbs would not be doing her any favors up there, and there's no way Dante could hover that high. So, we need a perception to find a safe route up the cliff. Who has perception? Anybody? Got you got it? Mm -hmm. All right. You find it. We raise the signal tracker by one. You're doing well. And we move forward. The crew discovers a hidden trail that easily leads to the top. From up there, they get a grand view of the forest and the towering snow-capped mountains in the distance. It's so beautiful that no one notices the knight in shining armor standing at the cliff's edge. He points a gleaming gauntlet at the crew. You! Have you seen my mount? I remember the last time that I saw a horse. With the cowboy. Huh. A horse? You think that a horse is my mount? What, do I look like a peasant? My steed is not a horse. It's a pteranodon by the name of Archimedes. God bless. And he's flown off to continue the pursuit of evildoers. Now the hour grows late and my concerns multiply. If you help the knight find his pteranodon, or ignore the knight and the knight's trouble and ask him about the evil power master. So do you want to help the knight find his pteranodon or ignore him, ignore his need, and just ask him about the evil power master? We, we're not here. We don't have time we for don't, that. We're not here to help people, okay? Say it's, yeah. We don't care. You don't care. 
We're on a mission. All right. Then let's see what happens. Tara does not care about the Pteranodon, and Tara demands answers about the evil Power Master. I demand answers about the evil Power Master immediately. The knight scowls, disgusted at this impropriety. He turns away and refuses to speak to the crew again. They resolve to head back down the cliff and try their luck with the cavemen. The crew finds the cave and enters, weapons at the ready. So now we're back with the cavemen. The cave is deep, but firelight bounces off the stone walls and illuminates cave paintings. The three cavemen and two cave women sit around a campfire. They turn in curiosity as the crew enters. <gasps> a sixth cave person stands next to a vending machine in the corner, holding a can of soda. Chen assures them that we mean no harm. We mean no harm. The cavemen grunt in fear and grab their clubs. Dante warns them to stand back. Stand back, guys. And then he clears his throat and begins to speak fluent caveman. <laughs> do it. You got Give this, Dante. Give us You got this, Dante. Please. Sorry. Come on. Everyone's life depends on it. Do it. Just grunt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good fluent. caveman. Speaking fluent caveman, <laughs> they immediately recognize his tone and dialect. <laughs> The caveman hoot and laugh. They're friendly, and they hand the crew a stone object that looks exactly like the evil Power Master. It tingles to the touch. <gasps> you guys, and you Seven. wanted to skip these Dante, people. here's your evil Power Master talisman. And the cavemen nod in understanding. They approach with dragging knuckles. One of them offers a can of Centuri Extreme Experience Soda, which Flipto immediately snatches and cracks open. Yep. And drinks in one gulp. Yep. I like sweets. The cavemen grunt excitedly. Dante says they ask if they're friends of the master. They say the master gives them yummy, yummy gifts, but is very scary, and they're hiding from him. Flipto just wants more soda. So if you ask the cavemen to take you to their master, or do you ask the cavemen about their soda machine? I say we build rapport with them, build that trust, and just ask them where the power, where the master is. Yep. Yeah, why not? Let's just go where the master Let's is. Let's do it. It's not how I thought that was going to play out, okay? <laughs> the prehistoric escorts lead the crew through the forest into the mountains beyond. The going is rough, and the elevation increases. The organic members of the crew feel the effects of the thinning air. Dante, you're fine. <laughs> In the late afternoon, everyone starts up a steep, rocky trail. Snow begins to fall. After an hour or so, the frost-covered a frost-covered samurai steps in front of the crew, <gasps> preventing them from going forward. He rests his hand on the hilt of his sword and shouts in Japanese. Dante realizes what he's saying, that we can't enter unless we beat him in combat. Guys, we can't in, we can't go in there unless we fight him. Chen is not at all intimidated. I don't care. Let's do it. The samurai bows and then produces a set of playing cards and folds out a small table. Oh, <laughs> God bless. Turns, Dante realizes he may have mistranslated. <laughs> uh, as it turns out, he we we need to beat him in a game of go fish. He is very <laughs> bored up here. All right. I love this. Who has perception? 
I do. All right. Would you like to play Go Fish with this samurai? Let's do it. All right. Raise your signal tracker by two. You are well within danger of winning this game. The samurai grunts. His Go Fish skills are very rusty. He stands aside and permits everyone to pass. Whoop, whoop. That was amazing. Best samurai interaction I've ever had. <laughs> I'm just so glad I didn't have to do a samurai voice. <laughs> what, were really you, what would you do? Nope. Chen, <laughs> Tara, Flipto, and Dante find themselves at a domed structure nestled deep into the mountains. It's covered in satellite dishes, radio antenna, and telescopes. The front door is unguarded. Inside, the structure is much bigger than it seemed from the outside, and it's entirely hollow, and every surface is covered with screens. An old man sits in a padded velvet chair in the middle of the cavernous lair watching Zulu warriors play tennis with Viking maidens on the screen and a giggling Roman centurions wrestle gorillas on another. The old man pets something in his lap. The crew approaches and Chen speaks, her voice echoing. You must pick up a lot of strange things on this screen. All boring stuff, the old man says. I've seen it a thousand times. Bah! <laughs> Tara wants to know where all this came from, asking, did you make all this? Did you make all of this? Getting closer, she sees the man is petting a cat-like banana. Oh, my. She wants to know if it's an upstairs banana or a downstairs banana. <laughs> a closer look shows that it's an actual banana with four legs, a tail, and a mouthful of fangs. Most, not all, the old man points at the screen. I didn't do that one. The screen is fuzzy and unclear. The opportunity has come for you to unscramble the image. Does anybody have perception? Jackie, I, I do, but stairs. I'm inactive. You're but inactive? I do have a... Um... Oh. I have a thing. Do you have a thing? I have a thing. What's your thing? Discard this card at any time to make all the characters active. Oh, and, hey. we're, oh. and we're back. <laughs> Perfect. My apologies. She has a thing. She has a thing. All right. Well, oh, I'm active. I can use perception. Fantastic. Yes. Yay, Flipto. And Flipto, with her with Flipto's amazing Martian perception, wins the day. And we draw data card number 147. Flipto fiddles with the knobs to restore the images on the screen. It's a looped video footage of the evil power master on Earth. The data provides excellent material to add to Flipto's algorithm. We turn over the disc. There we go. And we raise the signal tracker, the amount shown. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And with that, you have discovered the location of the evil power master. Thank God. Guys. <laughs> and we move on to our final showdown. The final grain cell. We do we we we. All right, so we draw card one fifty eight, which is the last one. It's time to see how the evil power master accomplished the evil thing. If the signal tracker, um, immediately go to story card thirteen. Suddenly, Dante starts spinning in a fantastical manner and sounds a series of victorious beeps that the crew has never heard before. Beep, 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 beep. Chen wants to know what's going on. What's going on? Flipto describes that these are completion beeps. They're completion beeps. Because it means that... We're complete. <laughs> very good. <laughs> We've discovered the evil Power Master's location. Chen wants to know, does this mean we can finally get him? Does this mean we can finally... 
finishes things. And Flipto very sarcastically says, No. <laughs> As it turns out, looking at a display on Dante's head, they find out that he is hiding out right here. On Earth. On Earth. Tara, with a bunch of sass, declares that we're going to go stop the evil Power Master by saying... Let's go get this dude. Yeah. Very sassy. <laughs> very, very sassy. Dante takes over the Fizzlet's control and sets course for the signal coordinates. The most evil beeping comes from Flipto's scanner. <laughs> the evil Power Master is here on Earth. The signal leads the crew to an island far off the coast. A pirate ship circles the island, threatening any boats that come close. But the fizzlet flies too high to shoot with cannons, and the pirates can only rattle their sabers in frustration. Their signal scanner leads them to the mouth of a volcano, and Dante steers in without hesitation. A convenient landing platform awaits them deep inside. Stepping off the ship and into the hot bowels of the volcano, the crew finds an iron door to a bunker, suspiciously unlocked. To fight the evil Power Master, get the deck labeled a final showdown, perchance to dance with evil. Evil! Evil! And this is our final round. Standing in the entryway to the evil Power Master's lair, the crew pauses to drink it all in. The adventure, the missteps, and the explosions, the funny feeling that they might have died and come back to life several times, maybe. The dramatically scored mental montage ends abruptly with a glaring spotlight and a slow clap, but not the good kind. The kind of slow clap that reeks of sarcasm. Shielding their eyes, they look up to see their nemesis, the evil power master. Chen shouts a threat. You! Um, we're going to get you! The evil power master laughs. Fat chance! He says. A press of a button and lasers speckle the crew like chicken pox. I can end this now! But instead... He presses another button and the crew flinches. Instead of turning into little pounds of ash, they watch a pile of overstuffed pillows land in front of them. Choose your weapons! The crew is stunned. Terra is the first to figure it out. The evil Power Master... Wants us to have a pillow fight? A pillow fight to the death! Howls the evil Power Master. <laughs> Who has strength? Me. Are you active? Yes. Using the strength... You can pillow womp the evil master. Bump. Okay, we go to story card number four. Pillows arch and whirl as the crew pillow pummels the evil one. He counters with bruising attacks using the tassel bolster from his divan. Still, the crew's relentless attack knocks him flat and covers him in a pile of feathers. You'll never keep me down, he cackles then pauses, waiting for a laugh. Down! Get it? Because feathers, down, feathers, pillows? Go home. Never mind, you're still doomed! 
He turns and speeds off down the corridor, and the crew gives chase. The hallway twists and turns, taking them through cape storage, cape fitting, and cape laundry. It dead ends at the evil Power Master's office. Chen notices a stack of board games wedged on the shelf between Galaxy's number one threat mug and a piece of very bad landscape art. <laughs> it ends here, the evil Power Master booms. He reaches for the button. You know, the button. All seems lost for the crew, but then the light lands just right and Tara notices something. I notice something. She shouts out to the evil Power Master. I noticed something. What? And then she compliments his boots. Your boots are cute. I mean, cute or like really cute or like, what do you mean cute? They're uh, nice to look at. Does, are you active? Yes. Do you have diplomacy? I do. So? You are going to trounce the evil Power Master with compliments. Sweet, right now? Uh-huh. And you know what? Your hair is just the most beautiful, luscious, the most beautiful, luscious locks I have ever seen. What What? what did you say? Your hair is lovely. I mean, no, nobody's ever complimented my boots or my hair before, murmurs the evil Power Master. He falls to his knees, a tear streaking down his cheek. Seeing him like this causes one to question the whole concept of evil. Is evil predestined, or is everyone capable of it? Is the pursuit of power inherently evil? Is... Oh, right, the story. Chen <laughs> catches on and starts complimenting the evil Power Master, too. Oh, what lovely teeth you have. Oh, uh, thank, thank you? And you're so strong. I bet you let us win that fight. Uh... Flipto and Dante join in as well, layering him the, with the compliments. Yeah, your cape is really cool. My own, oh, thank you for noticing. Your eyes are very lovely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying that. The villain suddenly balls, finally feeling seen. Oh. Tara pats him on the back and offers him a beverage. Hot cocoa. Hey, buddy. You want some hot chocolate? I haven't had cocoa since I was just an evil power lad. <laughs> And Chen then offers to play a game. Would you like to play a game? Just not go fish. He leaps to his feet full of joy. None of my minions will ever play checkers with me. Galactic conquest forgotten. They whip up some cocoa and open the checkers. The evil power master is terrible, convinced that the game somehow involves dice, but Chen still lets him win. Hopped up on chocolate, they play hide and seek take turns with the shrink ray, win enough arcade tickets to buy matching spider rings, hit the roller rink, and now, filled with the love of friendship, the evil Power Master decides to call off the whole Lacunian system uprising. Taro reflects that he was always a crappy player, but deep down, the evil Power Master... Had a big heart. You win. You defeated the evil Power Master, and peace reigns over the Lacunian system. Tonight, you have chosen your own adventure, and it has led you to victory. Congratulations. Tonight, the part of Flipto has been played by Jackie Freakin' Wilson. Dante the Droid has been Nick Sadler. Hello. Congresswoman Tara has been Charlotte the Intern. And Commander Chen has been 
uh, Liz Vasquez. I have been everybody else, and this has been Choose Your Own Adventure War with the Evil Power Master. Wow.